0: A game for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. You roll the dice to move your token, Doubles gets another turn, and the first player to reach the end wins.
1: You want to play?
2: guys and gals geeks and gamers
3: you're listening to the nerd of godcast that place on the venn diagram of life
2: where christ culture and nerd culture find sweet sweet two-player co-op
1: Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture come together to set up the old board game. They're spinning the wheel. It's a fantastic round of Jumanji. Who knows what's going to happen, <laughs> but there could be a rhinoceros coming your way right now. It's right behind you. Turn around. <laughs> look out. Uh, my, no, name, a- uh, my name is Tony G, and For the next few minutes, we're going to be geeking out and giving <laughs> glory to God, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself because he is the very best at being the very worst. He is like the uh, that one guy that always always wants to play Monopoly when everybody's already tired, but he just wants to play it. He doesn't care that it's a nine-hour game. It is Stephen Supremo.
4: I can say with uh, full confidence that I've never completed a game of Monopoly. <laughs> I don't think anyone has. It always <laughs> ends up with me flipping the, the board the over line. and yelling, "Grudge, get all pink 50s, Grandma? And then the, everyone's set. Relatable. <laughs> and no one's his
5: grandma. That's the worst
4: That's part. That's the worst yeah. part. I've yelled at Neff four times today. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Moving around the table, she's traveled the world of the seven seas. She's a punk rock pirate, your friend and mine. Alexandria Marica.
6: I may be your friend, but when it comes to games, I'm incredibly competitive and I will win.
1: Ooh! Mm-hmm. Can't confirm. Or I will destroy you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever comes first. Yeah, Neff knows. <laughs>
6: yeah, we
3: played Magic: The Gathering one time. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a friendly game, and all of a sudden he's like,
4: "Here, five cards. You're, now you're dead." Yeah. Wasn't it like your first time playing her? Yes. Oh, it was her first time playing? No,
6: no time it was his first time playing me. Oh. Which he regretted. And maybe last time. <laughs> it was the last time. Was- we haven't played since
1: often imitated never duplicated he is kind of like one of those board games that you forgot how to play but once you get the hang of it it really is the time of your life he's the big man quentin gregory neff yeah my like candyland
2: yeah, Ooh, it five. seems
1: complicated, but then you realize, oh, it's just colors. Colors, colors. That's why you
4: need to staple the rules to the. That's why top we of call. That's why we call him the rain, The rainbow bridge. Ah. Yeah, that's why I can't so, play shoots and ladders anymore. Too many numbers. No. I just thought it was because his he loves Idris Elba and Heimdall. That's well. That was the, the oh, double double <laughs> meaning there.
2: Okay. Eels and
0: escalators. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's all, he's all the
1: bifrost I need. Um, moving around, uh, she hmm. is. She <laughs> She is filled with spunk and she's a lifter of people's souls, which is completely ironic because she herself is a human game of Jenga. <gasps> it is <laughs> Julia Cameron Colazzo. It's
2: so mean, man. I'm currently a mess on the floor. That's that true. Is Jenga. She can fall apart at any moment. You know what? If I'm knocked over, maybe. So it's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs>
1: over here uh, joining our our uh, cadre of uh, characters tonight uh, he hasn't been on the show for quite some time but he has just crossed his own threshold and now he's got a seat at the table at least. For this episode, uh, if I had to compare him to some kind of a tabletop game, I would say he's Uno, because he's just that cool, and if you try to give him sass, he's going to hit that reverse card. Ooh. Welcome to the Nerd of God cast, back for the first time in a long time, the Nerd of God kid, Christian Talavera. yippee
0: ki it's your boy CT, can I get a uh, sheesh? She- I had a th- for what? one
4: second I thought your son was about to drop the F-bob what? <laughs> what? what
3: where does gross? that land well, you, went a, that you went a little uh, uh, die hard on <laughs> us and I was even...
4: a little worried
1: okay uh, oh well hey gosh. that was <laughs> you be scary. Scary. coming out to the coast we'll safety. have some laughs but you know what I feel like hey, I was gonna I was gonna give you a little bit more of a moment but you just took one hey so. we're gonna we're all gonna remember that uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a good moment yeah good moment good moment keep uh, pushing all the buttons to keep this bucket of bolts flying it is Nick the engineer He's gonna wait for his music. <laughs> hello. <There> he <laughs> <goes>. Yeah! <laughs> uh, if you'd like to give uh, if you'd like to give Nick a hello or Christian a scaree, the best give the place, no, the best place for you to do that is to connect with us across all the social medias. Julia, tell them where they can find us.
2: You can connect with us across all of the social medias. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can visit our website and official store at www.nerdofgodcast.com. Or come join the conversation in our online life group, The Nerd of God Squad. Search for us on Facebook or jump directly there by going to www.nogsquad.com. That's The Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Share some memes and live your dreams.
1: She timed that so perfectly. Wunderbar. All right, we're going to get this thing started out tonight by playing a game. Since we're talking board games, we're going to kick this thing off with a board game that's going to actually run throughout our entire podcast tonight. What? This is a game called Party Grav. Oh, yeah,
2: like Mardi Gras, of for party.
1: If you've ever been to a like a baby shower or a wedding shower or something like that, when they give you the, the little baby clothespin clips and you're not allowed oh, to say yeah. the word like bride or baby, or depending on what kind of shower you're at. I guess those things don't always go hand in hand. Uh, What I'm going to do tonight is I've got a stack of cards here, and uh, you're going to have some rules to follow this evening, and every single one of us is going to get a pair of Mardi Gras beads, or three, so let's pull these things out. They are a hot mess, entangled, and all kinds of discombobulated here all right so this game the way it's going to be played is everybody's going to get two cards and the two cards are going to have rules and conditions on them uh, that you are going to have to try to get other people around the table to do so you might have to try to catch somebody scratching their nose or you might have to trick somebody into saying uh, a word or a phrase and uh, when if you can successfully do that during the conversation of this podcast you can take one of their beads and at the end of the show whoever has the most beads is a winner if you can only you can only do one thing on your card, when you get it successfully done, then you uh, you get a new card. Okay. All right. So party Gras is now in effect, and we're gonna get started by answering. You know how we do. It's the two question interview.
4: <laughs>
1: it's the two question interview. Bum, bum. All right. Since we're talking about board games and games that the games that we play tonight, uh, I want to ask you guys this question. What is your least Favorite, like the game that you just hate to play. The Probably most.
0: Candyland. I have the worst childhood memories with that game.
1: What? How could Candyland be? I,
0: like, I was always so bad at it, man. <laughs> how are you bad at Candyland? <laughs> it's
2: like a good luck thing.
0: I didn't have
1: very good luck.
0: Oh no!
2: <laughs>
1: all right, Candyland is all
0: right. The worst solid. for
1: for the nerdy god kid over there. What, what's the? What's your least favorite board game or card game?
3: I don't like Clue
5: you don't I, I
3: think it t- it just take it's all this setup and all these things and I always get like bored because it takes forever and I don't understand how it works and I'm never into it whenever we're playing it and so it's, it's like always in everybody's shelves but nobody ever plays it do you have a problem with the the rules
1: of the game the no. setting of the game the theme it's just it's just it's boring to me
3: it, it, it takes <sighs> forever to get everything rolling and I don't understand Steven
1: you like clue though
4: right I like the movie. I don't think I've ever successfully played the game, but that's yeah. not due to not of want or thinking it was bad. I just never really. You've played never it. played the game, but you love the movie. I've tried. It's my favorite comedy of all time. I've tried to play Who the, the game.
1: What are the, okay? So in the in the game, you yes. have the Professor the, Plum, Professor Plum, Colonel Mustard, Mrs. Mrs. Peacock, 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 Mrs. White, um, Mr. Green,
4: Miss Scarlet, and um, I think that's it. Mr. Green. Uh, Mr. Green, yes.
1: Oh, thank you, Steven. I was supposed to get somebody to say the name of a color of one of the beads they had. Mr. Green is one. Oh. So I will take your beads. Party Graw. Oh, okay. By the way, Tony,
4: Party Graw, you have horizontal lines in your shirt, so I'll take my green one back.
1: You slug in a ditch.
4: That's literally the only thing that I can so that done. I can do to get nothing else so could good. be done.
2: Thank you. Alex, what's a game? What's a game that you don't like? I just want?
6: got you to high five me, so I got to take your beads. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> take the green one. No, take um, the green one. Yeah, oh, yeah, take me the me. green one. Man, you take the green one. Sorry. You got it?
1: Cards being passed. Party gras happening. It's in effect right now. Give me the green beans.
4: No, I want the green one.
1: No, give them here.
4: I want it. She, has,
1: she can
6: take the green one. It's okay. Let her take it. I'll okay, take whatever she
1: back. wants. Alexander, what is your uh what's your least favorite card game or board game to play?
6: I'm really bad at like my family plays this game a lot when we would like go camping, but it's called Rummy. Uh,
2: do you do you play that with like a
1: regular deck of cards or do you need like a special rummy deck? No, we just use a regular deck okay. of cards.
6: Okay. I'm really bad at that game just because I'm. I don't like to do the math thing. One of my favorite games that everyone else hates though is called Memphis Mao.
1: Memphis, what's that second called? called? Memphis Mao. Never heard of it. Mao. Mao. Like and, Mao Zedong. Yes. Okay. You
6: play the game, but only a few people know the rules of the game. But you're not allowed to talk about the rules of the game, and you oh. you find people unnecessarily for breaking the rules of the game. Yeah. And if you have to, like, have one card, you have to, like, get rid of all your cards. That's the goal. It's a
1: card game? It's a
6: card game with a regular deck of cards, but each each card has an assigned, like, rule to it, but you're not allowed to talk about it. If you do, then you're fine.
1: Steven, do you remember Tegwar? Yes, this exciting game without any rules. Yes, I do. And we would play tag war and get other people to play it with us, but there were literally no rules. So we would reward people randomly and then we would penalize <laughs> people randomly, and everyone would be like, "Oh no, I get it now! I get it now! I get it now!" And then they completely did not. Right.
5: Yeah. yeah. I,
1: remember, or we I remember, we remember
4: that in youth group. Or right? we'd <laughs> re- we reward somebody and someone would do the exact same thing. And like, what are you doing? No, come on, yeah. come on. I remember on. that Ridiculous. one.
3: and I remember what would I bring to the beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah uh, what what you would bring you bring one. to a picnic? Yeah, or, yeah, I yeah. bring yeah. spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Julia, what's your least favorite game?
2: Dominoes.
1: Okay, so like proper dominoes.
2: Yeah, too many dots, too much math. I don't like it. I've never played dominoes like
4: that. Don't the you just match way. the like the number to the number?
2: Yeah,
1: but like if you watch yeah, people, especially like, like island folks, man, if you if you're down from the Caribbean, like dominoes co- gets to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm.
2: People are so intense about it that they never want to teach you how to play it. So like my family used to play it all the time, and it made me feel so dumb, and I hate it. Hate it. That's
1: yeah. fair. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So there was a game. I went, we went to a friend's house and she lived out in Auburndale. So it was like an hour to drive to her house. And we were out there with a couple friends and they, they were like, oh, we got to play this game. This game's so much fun. I never played it before. It's called phase 10. Y'all ever played? Phase oh 10? yeah. I yeah. love phase it's 10. It's like Shanghai Rummy. So yeah, it's my, I, it's like my favorite card game. Well, fantastic. I hate it. Oh, because yeah. this go. is what happened in phase 10. Everybody else knew what they were doing and they were killing that game. And I was not, and I Aww. could not get ahead. I sat there at like what phase one while everybody else is Phase. Phase eight, phase nine. I just got matter and matter. That was oh. not my favorite game. That's rough.
6: It's like Dutch Blitz. I'm really bad at Dutch Blitz. Okay, too. I feel like all these names you're are make, so. You're, I think you're making games. Out I'm now.
1: not. People, like I Memphis think... Mao and Dutch Blitz. <laughs> and I, I think we're, he... we're looking at the Hanoi hangover. And you know what my favorite game is right now? I, lo- I love I the, the Egyptian Eruption. That's <laughs> my favorite one. And this one, this
4: one's really cool. Pick it's the CT Scree. That's a great a screech. game. Screech. First
2: of all, G- it's G- not Scree, it's G- She. G- uh, I, I feel know.
4: like people just made up those games to steal money from Alexandria
2: yeah
1: <laughs> 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 only I
4: know the rules none of you guys do everyone you put in ten dollars are, regular- you, are you like
1: playing the- are you gambling on these games <laughs> no. not anymore never put money on, on a game that you don't understand the rules to <laughs> So, like it, like party gras I don't, I don't fully understand the rules <laughs> of party gras I would never put a dollar on whether or not I could take someone's
2: yeah, it ne- reminds necklace. me of Dear Lord a little bit.
1: Dear Lord is a funny. Uh, this Is the best game. game ever. All right, our second question is this. I
2: never answered
4: that question. Oh, you didn't. I don't have a least favorite board game. You so. don't. Oh, well. I can't think of one. I've not. I've never <laughs> disliked a board game. That I can think. I of. didn't
2: get to answer. What's your answer? <laughs> I don't <have> one. Yeah. <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> then why did you complain?
3: <laughs>
6: think about it, Steven. He you just gotta, wanted to mm. say that he
0: likes most board games. You gotta have a one least favorite board yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, Monopoly
4: maybe, we talked about. I, mean, yeah. maybe, I like one. maybe maybe Candyland. If I had to pick one. And but well, I haven't played circle. that game in like 25 years. Full All
1: right, Maybe, maybe, maybe Party Grow is your least favorite. Right game. now
4: it is because I can't do anything else. These cards are stupid.
1: So, what do you have to do with your cards? Like, explain this well, to me. Well, one of
4: them. Um, I can. I it says it's for me to do something. It's like a you do this and you get beads kind of thing. I have to stand up, spin in a circle, and go wee as I spin, and
1: all then right. I get to steal two cards. Explain the rules of a Party Grot card to me. Mind control. <laughs> I will take one of your beads. Thank you <laughs> so Whoa. much. Wow. Our second
4: question Tony, is: Tony, you still have <laughs> horizontal lines on your shirt. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you still have that card?
4: Am I supposed to give it up? Yeah. yeah. What's oh, I didn't know that. Keep using
1: the card. What are you gonna keep doing it all night long? I don't have your other card too. Oh so now
4: God. I have this stupid card that I can't do anything. You get another card though. Oh, got I didn't two know that. all at once. Oh, all right, I'm we're playing the game. Stephen, right. go turn off the lights. <laughs> I have these are awful. Steven, these are awful cards.
3: Stephen, go turn off the lights. So no. we found. Oh, give me your beads. First of all, refuse to have somebody refuse to turn off the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's First a really all, weird. card. Don't
6: speak to your elders that way. What were you? What year were you born in?
1: You don't have to answer that question. Uh, question number two: <laughs> Refuse to answer a question. Give her a bead. I'm out of beads. I'm done. So TV shows. Uh, You can still get other people's beats. TV shows. Some TV shows have been made into board games. Mm -hmm. What TV show do you think would be great as a board game?
2: Wait, what TV shows have been made into board games?
3: 24. (laughs) <laughs> you, really I, th- I think it's no I mean I think that's been yeah they it. make
1: a lot of movies and stuff like that and shows at the board games and things yeah. like that they did like a Leslie Nope, you know oh. Cones of Dunshire Another. no I oh. think oh. that's I I would play no they that. did like an elect Leslie Nope board game they did the office uh, cut, oh, yeah. the yeah, cutbacks yeah. board game there's a lot and, of office games yeah. probably out yeah, there. there yeah so I, I want I want a I want a, a Scrubs version of Operation that's what
5: I <laughs>
2: Just Brendan mm. Fraser. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh,
1: too soon. Oh. Too soon. Uh, so what TV show do you think would make a cool board game? Oh,
2: man. Cartoon, for sure. It's got to be, like, colorful and fun. Maybe Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Ooh. Oh, that would be really fun. Oh. I think so.
3: I like that. What, what kind they, of game would it be?
2: I didn't think this far ahead. <laughs> it would um, to be a I party game, I Yeah, it would game, have, to right? be, yeah, it'd have to be, like, a fun, like, character-involved game because the characters in that show are, like, wacky and zany. Yeah. So something like that.
3: And you could do it like an RPG because it, it's like so. so that's what I was gonna own. say. They do like they have like a
1: Rick and Morty Dungeons and Dragons. Would a, a Foster's oh, really? like what, yeah they do with like a like an official like Dungeons and Dragons brand? Oh Rick wow. And Morty. wow! Would like that be a fun Foster's home? Like would that be a, like a fun role playing game? Like everybody yeah. plays a character and then you go through.
2: You I could love like to be cheese and be like cereal <laughs> the whole time. I'm I would do nothing like else. Potatoes.
6: But you could like your character could be like your imaginary yeah. friend. <gasps> like you would have oh. to make up an imaginary friend.
1: Another TV show then. I think
3: uh, it would be really cool if there was like a – and this is going to be a little bit out of the box because it's based off of like a, a fictional thing. But uh, Doctor Who, but like in the style of like a Zathura – Type deal. Oh huh. yeah, where it's like a you know it's got little things you can move around. You go to different places, different worlds and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be I think that'd be pretty dope. That would be pretty and dope. everything
1: comes to life. We played a game that was uh, it was based on the old Choose Your Own Adventure books, yeah. and it was like a planet hopping space game. And it really almost was like it gave you like like there was a story, and you could read different people's di- dialogue, and you could choose what planet you went to, and every choice that you made would get you closer to the end of the game. It was actually really That's really fun. So cool. Yeah. What was it called? I don't recall the name of it. It was like uh, the evil master versus the evil master or something like that. Oh, okay. Kind of like a Ming the Merciless character. L- Hail, Ming. Hail Ming. <laughs> yeah.
6: I still don't get that reference, but it's okay. <laughs> you guys have said that in the group text before, and I'm like, who? Huh? You in have a in TV group? show? Yeah, The House, D-D. MD. Oh. Honestly, where you're just like given yeah. cases and you have to like figure them out. That would be really cool. I would love to do something like that. Yeah, but cute. like have you ever played those like escape room games yes yeah, yeah that's okay exactly what house was md in the style of like one of those escape room and you're games. racing the clock yes and oh, you have to like goodness. okay yeah
1: that's a great idea
2: mm-hmm. I'm that's make really it and really I'd good cool yeah.
4: anybody yeah. else got one i got one what do you got so jumanji like a jumanji type game yeah but done in the style of, in the style of lost
1: okay so like did they have a lost board game they I had a lost video game.
4: They probably have a, lot, a lost board game somewhere. I don't
3: know. I know. I've they lost many game. board games. So. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: when I first got my PlayStation Zing. 3,
4: the two games that I got with it was the lost video game and Fallout Three. Okay. But yeah, I would say that that way you can like each time you like land on something, something else happens. Yeah. So
1: Smoke Monster. Yeah. yeah.
4: Or Hurley ate all the mangoes.
1: Or there goes Mr. Echo. Yeah. Aww. Sorry. Sorry.
6: Cool. Sorry, like Canadian. Mm-hmm. So, that mm-hmm. just reminded me of Kim's Convenience.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kim's Convenience, the board game. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I love Kim's Convenience. Now it's all coming together. It I've is never all heard of that. It's on together. Netflix.
6: Watch it. Oh.
1: Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, let us know what you think would make a great board game, what TV show would translate, or what game that you hate so, so much. Again, hit us up on the social medias. And uh, we got to get on with this party tonight. We have a lot to do. And now, you guys know what time it is. It's time for us to celebrate the best thing ever.
3: That's right, everybody. It is the best thing ever, Duos Edition. We are deep into our second round, and this last uh, this last podcast, if you guys listened to the round, we had Shrek and Donkey,
1: yeah, Yeah. versus Kirk and Spock. That's gonna be a tough one, man. I gotta
3: say, the results are incredibly close. Really close have- so far. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's I I think so percentage wise, uh, it's up there. Uh, what do you, who do you guys think won? I think Shrek, it was, and Don- Shrek
2: and Donkey. I think Donkey.
4: it was a I 54 really... to 46 percentage with closer. spot. Spock. It was a 52 to 48 percent with Shrek and Donkey losing.
6: I really want it to be Shrek and Donkey, but Me. I feel like it's going to be Spock and Kirk. Knowing,
1: knowing our demographic, it really could go either way. Like yeah. I'd want to think, hey, Nerd of God Squad would be like more of a Kirk and Spock, but man, Shrek and Donkey, they, they have clout.
3: Yeah, sure. they do. Four movies worth of clout. And, and, a, and, a, and a series
1: <laughs> of of specials and theme park attractions. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Six movies for Kirk and memes. Spock. Three all of the se- memes. All of the memes. Yes. See three seasons of a TV show. There you go. Neff. So what are you doing in my swamp? Give us the answer.
3: From a score of fifty two point six three percent to forty seven point three seven percent. Kirk and Spock, pull it no. out. <laughs> We'll yes. The next round. By I time. want a
1: recount. I mean, this is Florida. We don't um, do recounts. Stop the vote. Highly <laughs> logical, very logical. Uh well, so. who's who's coming up next, Nefri?
3: Coming up next, Steven. This is going to hurt you a little bit. Yay. It's going to be Doc Brown and Marty McFly. Uh-huh. Mm. Who are they gonna versus Bill S. Preston Esquire oh, and Ted Theodore. Yeah. Oh, this is
4: like Sophie's Choice for me.
1: It's the time-traveling <laughs> duos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Battle. Oh, the man. battle across the ages. Oh, yep, and you man. can choose
3: who you think is going to be the best duo at nerdofgodcast.com. You can go on, you click the link, and you can vote there on who you think should be
5: the, the best, best thing,
4: thing ever.
5: ever.
4: Just All go right. by which everyone had the better sequel, which mm. would be Bill and Ted.
1: Wait, Bill and Ted had a better sequel than the Back to the Future sequels? If you're
4: comparing the sequels together, no. Like, Back to the Future 2 is better than Bill and Ted 2, but Bill and Ted 2 is better than Bill and Ted 1, but Back to the Future 2 is not better than Back to the Future 1. Oh, so like, they I, get I'm sorry, I need
1: Doc Brown to flip over the chalkboard <laughs> and write me a diagram to figure out whatever nonsense to skew I understand out of, of your meant. space-time so, continuum. So, nope, we're done. Okay. Uh, we're going to get we uh, we're going to go to break and we're going to rest our heads for a minute after <laughs> Stephen's uh, skew of nonsense. Let's look at our scores for Party Gra and see who our winners are tonight. Count them up. How many beads do you have?
6: Wait, if I know that I know that somebody does this? Has this? What is it? Can I just take to, it? T-
1: tell me what it is.
6: Was born the same year as you. Yes. Neff, give me beads. I want the purple mm. ones. Wow.
1: All right. Oh, good job, Alexandria. That's Alexander, why I tried to give the. Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait, wait, wait. Caught in the act, giving directions or telling someone what to do. Give me those purple ones right back.
1: Oh, Neff, that was so why smart. Why was she giving directions or telling somebody what to do? She, she told said,
2: give me those beads. Give me the purple ones.
1: That's fair. That's good cool. job. That
2: was,
6: nice,
1: that was a
2: nice move.
6: What is your
2: shirt made
1: of? Oh, there we go. I just needed someone to adjust their clothes. Neff, I'll take that purple one. <laughs> no.
4: Thanks, Alexander. Hey, Tony, you just thanked Alexandria. Give me a, uh, give I me just a bead.
2: What? I don't want to do this thank one. you. Oh, dang it, man. <laughs> yeah, coveted purple yeah. beads. Yeah. I lost
1: my card. Party Gras is in full effect right now.
0: Alexandria, what size shoe do I wear?
1: <laughs> what? That's the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> no, it's not. 11.
0: Give me a bead.
4: No! Why? You don't this wear card, a size
0: 11. This I wear a size 12. This card says, uh, challenge someone to guess your shoe size. If they guess correctly within half of a size, give them two strings of beads. But if they are wrong, you get to take one. Oh.
4: Hey, Cr- Christian, I guess that you wear an 11 and a half.
2: But
0: You're, it's, too it's too late. I didn't, didn't know that you. card's already been played. Oh. Huh. I will take a bead.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, Christian, you just said please, so I'll just take that bead from you because I have to catch someone saying please as well. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> this is kind of obscene. This is ridiculous. Steven, All right, I'll fill it. I'll do it.
1: Stephen, no, what did you eat for dinner? Uh huh. Uh um, huh. I don't know. How it to was in a firehouse exploding. subs box, right? Cool. What was on your sub? Um, <laughs> was there a vegetable on your sub, Stephen?
4: Depends on what you mean by vegetable,
1: Steven. You, you worked at a grocery-type store long enough. You know what a vegetable is. Was there a vegetable on your sub? There was lettuce. That's a vegetable. I'll take one of your beads because you ate a vegetable today. Count them up, kids. How many do you have? I got one, two, three, four, five. I have one, two, three. I kept...
6: All of my dreams.
1: You're the one. You're the, <laughs> to the parable of the the, the talons. You just, oh. I just buried them. I didn't I take uh, reason. I,
2: I had five um. until. You know what's crazy? One of mine is just to catch someone saying the word butt. And I none of y'all said it. Wait, I'm one, pretty sure we one,
1: said with it With one T or two. Either. Oh. I'm pretty
4: sure we said it several times. You just yeah.
2: might not have listened.
1: All right. We um, got to we gotta go to break right now or uh, or I'm going to have to kick somebody in the butt. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be right back Magic. I
5: want to be
7: Have you ever wanted to experience The excitement of going to the Department of Motor Vehicles Without leaving the comfort of your own home Well now you can With DMV The RPG The world's most realistic And least exciting role playing game Go on quests to renew your license, renew your tags, register your vehicle, transfer your title, and pull up driving records. Just take a number and you'll be transported to a game world of awkward silences and fluorescent lights. There's so much to do, like waiting, waiting, waiting buying an expired bag of bugles from a dimly-lit vending machine, waiting, (laughs) and waiting. Don't worry, to keep you from listening to music or enjoying a show through headphones, you'll have to keep your ears peeled for when we call your name.
5: Fold me to the front, please, fold me to the front.
7: Or else you'll be moved to the back of the line. We'll be doing more waiting, waiting, and waiting. <laughs> so grab DMV the RPG. Available now next to the sedatives in the pharmaceutical section. And twice as powerful. So be the DM of the DMV with DMV the RPG. Next! <laughs>
0: That was the best one yet.
5: And now it's time for Silly Jokes with
4: Julia, the part of the show where Julia comes out and tells a silly joke.
2: Okay, guys, what did the Earth say to the other planets? What? What? Wow, you guys have no life. (laughs) (laughs) This has
3: been Silly Jokes with Julia.
2: Join us next time when Julia says... What do you call an equation for finding the perfect group of friends? What? The quadratic formula. (laughs) I am funny. They do love me. Do you
6: just laugh track her? I just did. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and, and we're back. <laughs> and then she witch laughed.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're talking games tonight, you guys, and I'm kind of excited about this. We asked our squad to share with us a, a couple of their games that they like to play, and I got answers of games I've never even heard of. Now, I'm am a, I, I'm a gamer. In you the way, are. but more than more than a player of games, I'm a purchaser of games. Yes, if I see a game with a really cool box or really awesome concept, I'm going to buy it. It's true. You
4: have an overfilled shelf in your house with like a thousand games. It's
1: wonderful, I have it's amazing. Three triple game deep overfilled shelves. Yes, and and uh, yeah, I probably have. I, I like honestly, I probably have close to like six or seven hundred board games. And you've played four of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Munchkin again and again and again. Um. So so we we asked a couple. Of our squad members to share with us some, what some of their favorite games are, and these are some I've never even heard of right now. So our, our first one is actually by Mike Perna, who is he's a frequent contributor to our Nerd of God Daily Devo oh. and uh, he also hosts a, a, one of the really very very cool ministry. Uh, you can find him at Inroads Ministries. I think it's just inroadministries.com dot com, and uh, that's I N N Roads. Uh, called the Barton uh, Bible, and-, and they do kind of a story-based devotion thing. So it's almost like you're you're walking up to uh, the the. Uh, uh, in an inn in in like Dungeons and Dragons and you're hearing stories, but all the stories have (laughs) scriptural analogs. It's really a cool ministry. And he is a a board game aficionado. He does tabletop, uh, D&D, all that kind of stuff. He said, if I had to narrow it down to stuff I'm actually getting played right now. It's games called The Crew, Cartographers and Ashes Reborn. Have you guys heard of these? No. No. I know. I want to totally look them up. I know, right? Um, Alexandria said Catan Catan histories, America trails to Rails, Ticket to Ride, Risk, the Lord of the Rings version, mm. and if card games count, Magic: The Gathering. Uh, if, ta- if tabletop RPGs count, then Munchkin, and of course Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, is that accurate, Alexandria?
6: Incredibly so. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh,
1: Craig Welch said Dungeons and Dragons, the old standby. Joshua Chalk said he hasn't really been able to play much tabletop games because of the pandemic, but his go-to is Catan, Seafarers, and Carcassonne. Mm. I've been wanting to play Catan. Catan.
6: I have it. I, I'll bring it next time. I want to play site. it on my...
1: It's on, it's on the Switch now. That's not the way to play.
3: No.
4: no. You don't you have play, play a board game on a video game console. Yeah, it's not the way to do it. Yeah, unless I'll we play Mario
1: it, Party. we can play it. Yeah, even Mario Party is only just... It's for there to destroy lives. I feel like Mario Party is like... Uh, it, it's it, To me, it's like the... Um, Th- their, Cave Johnson is experimenting on us.
2: Yeah, no, It's my <laughs> well, favorite gives you lemons, video game.
4: Burn life's house down. Mario Party is your
0: favorite video game, Julia.
2: <laughs> Mario Party 5 on GameCube, to be specific. Wow. Yes.
4: Mario Party 3 on Nintendo
1: 64 is where it's at. Mario Party... Mortal None. Kombat 2 for the Sega Genesis is the greatest. Um, I disagree. <laughs> Sarah Johnson loves Bunny Kingdom. Quacks <gasps> that so cute. in Quedlinburg. Aww. And she's recently gotten into Dice Throne. I've never heard of th- these Quacks Dice of Quedlinburg. Throne? That sounds like a made-up thing. You sound so, like, lovely, though. I know. Like, yeah. I want to play Bunny Kingdom. You don't nice need any more board games, Tony. Don't know, listen to these I suggestions. I want to play Bunny Kingdom. You guys. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I didn't really care about what you are playing. I'm just looking for ideas on what <laughs> to buy next. And then uh, Christina Whiteside said the pandemic, they managed to allow their family to carve out some time to have regular game nights. So they have really upped the number of games they own and use regularly. They've been having a lot of fun playing D&D with their kids and introducing, like, Dungeons and Dragons-style type game to their kids uh-huh. through this thing, which is called animalism adventures oh. animal adventures works within the framework of D, uh, except for you can play as an animal and go and do all kinds of wacky
4: that's so
6: it's fun
4: so i'm a dog i see a fire hydrant <laughs> i roll for initiative <laughs>
5: wait that was actually really
1: funny I think that's in Steven's stats. He's got a, a hefty bonus for peeing all over things. Uh, so, yeah. Just one of his gifts.
4: And now you give me a beat. <laughs> I made you say pee. <laughs> it was one of the, that <laughs> was, <laughs> was really not That was not on your card, was it? <laughs> it was on the card in my heart. <laughs> okay.
1: You uh, have a good heart, Steven? I like uh, I like games. Julia and I uh, Julie and I have uh, started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And, well, uh, really? Yeah. By yeah. yourselves? Is it a, just just, a, a DM a little... to one player kind of thing? Are you yawning in the middle of my <laughs> I'm podcast? So
5: Is that a Diablo? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> <We are, laughs> oh, so taken aback that it calls me Tayo. We have man. gotten together with uh, with a couple of our, our Patreon pals, uh, Brendan and Tegan, and then uh, also with our friend Mike D. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been playing. Ryan Felton has DM'd a couple adventures, helped us take us through a little journey of creating characters because none of them had ever played before. Yeah. So we went through the process of developing characters and then going on a couple simple adventures just to kind of learn the ropes. So it's been a lot of fun. Ryan, uh, of course, our DM, our Devo manager from the Nerdy Got Daily Devo, yeah, and uh, he runs City on a Hill uh, Gaming. So, uh, Julia, what do you think about Dungeons and Dragons from our our limited exposure to it?
2: I think it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I think I was a little bit afraid of it because it seemed to me to just be a game version of improv, which terrifies me a lot. There's something
1: that's there's some truth to that, yeah,
2: Yeah, and um, I guess. I don't know. I I very much am a person that likes like set things, set rules, set lines, set all of that. But it was kind of nice to be able to think outside the box and see what other people brought to the table. I think... Not everybody.
1: Not, it, not what everybody brought to the table.
2: What donkey teeth? Oh my god! <laughs> what? Yes, Don- yes. Donkey, I, teeth. I've, I've friend, donkey teeth. Our friend, our friend
1: Mike D is playing uh, as a a, a he flame named it wizard, docking, donkey, named, donkey named donkey teeth. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't Hingo McRingleberry. And I hate, <laughs> I hate <laughs> so much.
2: Anytime anyone says it, Tony gets really upset, and then so Mike laughs, laughs so hard for like five minutes. <laughs> I, <laughs> mean, I can picture <laughs> the laughs. Hello there,
4: donkey teeth. I hate it. that's my brother. He's the So it's.
1: Lord donkey, Lord donkey Teeth,
4: donkey.
3: Lord, <laughs> Lord Donkey Teeth, you Lord. come at last to our humble abode. Lord Donkey Teeth of House Kringleberry I think
2: the most fun part of it was just like creating the character, but then also seeing what other people brought to the table. So like Tegan, like she's had such great ideas, and yeah, with, she was an
1: outside of the box thinker. Yeah,
2: she was crazy cool, and I don't know. I think it's a great way to bond and hang out with people.
6: I love D D so much because I get to do things in the game that I would never do in real life.
1: For example, kill uh, somebody.
2: One well, time
1: <laughs> she's come dangerously close with you. Stata. One
6: time I asked Ryan, who was also my DM for the games that we play with the Nog Squad. Um, I one time said, Ryan, uh, w- can I please run up this boulder, parkour off the top of the tree to kick this rock giant or this hill giant And his responses are always just like, uh, sure. Roll for athletics. (laughs) And then he's like, (laughs) let me see what you need to roll for. But I love it because I get to do things I would never do in real life. You're certainly welcome to try. And they, well, I severely... Failed that parkour <laughs> move, but I did distract 100%. the. I, I I was able to distract the hill giant enough that Andrew Whiteside was able to get him, so it worked out. Do you, do you, it's
1: funny when things like uh, it's great when things go well, but it's uh-huh. funny when things fail. Yeah, we were we played an adventure with uh with with our podcast crew when uh it's Jackie, never been aired. Ja- <laughs> it has not, and uh, I not was yet. I was a halfling rogue and, oh, a, and yeah. I was very sneaky. And you were my, you were I, rude. I was, you were rude, sir. Well, that was my character. It was a role playing game. But yeah, he secretly had a heart of gold. Well, that I, it was a tough exterior to keep You secretly had a heart notes. of heart of gold for Lee's buddy's character. No, well, I was nice to you, too. Oh, yeah, I, I did didn't like I, did, I refused to call anybody. This was part of the way I played my character. I refused to call anybody by their name. It was I, I, I only identified them by their race or by, like, colloquial little terms. But at the end, Steven came in, and he saved me. I fell in a trap. Steven's character, who's a dwarf cleric, right? Yeah. Came down, and he <laughs> saved me. And from that point on in the game, I started choosing to call him by his name. It It was a conscious decision to push character together. No, I was with Lise uh, Lise Mati because she was the only person that wasn't like trying like Neff kept yelling his catchphrases and oh, running at yeah. people with swords I am
4: the dock knight when,
1: he, was, he, was, he was I a was warrior. trying out a couple different catchphrases <laughs> he was, like, to he find was the a one. dock worker right <laughs> but he, worked, he, he was never... like, like a seafaring dock worker who like became a warrior so he, he was would, the dock knight he would <laughs> yell it
4: before completing something <laughs> and he failed almost every time <laughs> like, I am the dock knight Look, rolls I, a three I,
3: I, w- I w- w- once w-
4: had to help rescue Stephen and we both got captured I was a little tiny Halfling, I looked no, like a toddler I, out there. It's not that we both get captured, it was three mountain trolls came in and murdered me. Yeah, and I, I tried died. To save, I tried to save him even before he was Ron dead. was
1: like, Yeah, no, you can't come back. We're like, Can we bring his body somewhere? No, like, there's yeah, nothing you, left. You're welcome to try. <laughs> and then they
3: found me. <laughs> so in the we, did, <laughs> we
1: ended our game carrying him into a town <laughs> and bringing him to like a luck palace or something after like, everybody a, found a me in a, in a
3: very unfortunate and
4: compromised position in a uh, prison cell. Oh my Goodness. But then we had what was the, what was the we had like an elf who fell or not an elf it was, no, it was, a, like it was a, a goblin goblin who fell in love with at least body and, 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 and
1: he thought that we were all her servants so, yes he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like are
4: these your slaves <laughs> like <laughs> the
1: the, the, the when our, we got into our, like our our battle we were playing the lost minds of Fendelher and I, I we, we snuck into the place and I was going to go to battle with Glassstaff and I wanted to sneak in I was going to sneak in and try to get the drop on him so and and sneaking was not a problem for me I'm near invisible I'm a halfling. I'm a rogue. I you mean, did I have, so I, I went to sneak in. Rolled. I think I rolled a one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you trip as soon as you walk in the door. You knock over a rack of weapons. <laughs> you alert everybody to your presence. Is like oh man. And then it's just
3: in my head. It was like the the bad guy. It's like the white guy gif from the from online. Just the blinking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was
1: it was really bad. But it, but D and D was was a lot of fun. D and D aside, like what other what other board games do you love to play? Like these are these are your cornerstone, foundational. I like, can't get enough of it.
4: So I haven't played this game probably in over ten years. So it, it, I obviously love it a lot. But there's a <laughs> I don't know if they've continued to make it, but they had so many expansions for it. It's a game called Zombies. Three exclamation points at the end. Zombies! And the whole point of the game, the the cool part of the game is you never had the same map twice. You would build
1: the... It was map tiles. It was map tiles. Yeah. So, so like it each, kind of procedurally generated. Every time it
4: was your turn, you would play a map tile then you play whatever cards you had. And the whole point of the game was to either um, kill all of the zombies or get, or get 50 zombie kills or get to the middle of the helipad. But the helipad was always the very last tile mm. in the stack of tiles. So you can either work together, you can work alone, but there was like strategy involved and you had to like roll a certain number to kill a zombie. And if you didn't, then you would lose a life and you could stack, you know, hearts to stay alive or collect bullets. So it was a really, it was customizable. Like, tactical, it was very and customizable. you can decide
1: like, Hey, my job is to kill zombies. Like I'm gonna go on the hunt or my job is to stay alive and try to live until that helicopter landing pad shows yeah, up. That was and always my strategy was,
4: uh, but the helipad was the one with the most, it had like two zombies per square. Yeah, it, was it was like a nine low. square. It was crazy. Yeah.
6: Fun game, yeah. A staple for me is probably Catan. Mm. I love it. So
1: a lot of people may not have ever played this, uh, even at this mm. table. Catan, so,
2: or Catan,
6: yeah. I'm gonna okay. So it's similar in the sense so you have like a border, and then you lay out the ma- the map tiles essentially, but you never have the same map twice. And there are different elements to the game. There's um, there's wheat, wool, ore, and brick. And you have to strategically place your town so that whenever the number is rolled that's on the tile you collect those elements okay and you have to use them to trade to build roads so you can build other settlements and then once you have enough of the materials you can turn the settlements into cities and you gain points by doing this but there are also like these wild cards that you can use to like on if you roll a seven You get to move the robber. The robber goes from the desert island to another person's, like, tile. And you block them from getting that resource and you get to steal cards from them. Hmm. Or you can get, like, random victory points or you can build roads for no cost. I love this game, not because I'm good at it, because I'm not good at strategizing at all. But because I always try to build the longest road, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, because you get two extra victory points for doing that, and I just really want the longest road.
5: <laughs> that's fair. I never road. win it As because somebody always cuts me off. Oh, that's but that's rude of them.
6: I know. But I think I... I, I say that that's my favorite game not because I ever win it but because it's the game that my friends and I played the most and I think that's what I love so much about it is that for me when I think of the game Catan or Settlers of Catan whatever I think oh that's always a time that I've had with my friends. Gotcha, that's cool. So I love that.
2: there's
1: there's a Star Trek version of that game and I want to get it but mm-hmm. I just uh, it, it's always too expensive and I'm yeah they're I'm, like sixty dollars. Wait for or Black Friday and then get it. Yeah, I don't know that's one of those ones they that don't goes go on sale. on
6: sale. Star Trek. Occasional, uh, no. The, the last regular year? set
1: will go on sale on Amazon, but then that's only to, to trick you into buying the expansions and the things like mm-hmm. that. So,
3: uh, for regular board games, I like Batgammon. Shut up! I like, I are
1: love you, it. Are you like a seventy-year-old? It's the woman? oldest <laughs> game in the world.
3: You can play it, and you can put it in a, a little briefcase. <laughs> I think it's cool. <laughs> I dig I it. I thought he said uh-huh. briefcase. It's a uh, lot of fun. I, you, I'll, you I'll tell, you, let me tell you
1: why I like Batgammon, because I like the little cup with the felt on the inside yeah. for the
4: dice. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> Just- <laughs>
3: but if we're talking like a strategy game, I love Stratego. Yeah? I mean, that's a classic. That one's, if, for, anybody, for anybody who doesn't know, it's basically like a. Uh, you set up your pieces. You have like little army people. It, it doesn't look like army people, it's little like wall pieces, basically. But uh, facing you, you can see all your little uh, characters. And there can be like a bomb you can set up, or a grenadier, or something like that, or, or, or uh, army captain. And the opposite player doesn't know what those different pieces are because they can only see a blank a blank wall okay and so you move one at a time and you strateg- strategically move your pieces around and if you know they they come into contact with each other whoever has the most wins i think out of the two i, I haven't played in a long time so
1: it's so like one player It'll, will beat the other player like mm-hmm. so it's kind of like chess beats rock paper scissors or like, yeah, re- exactly. or like or
4: like risk meets guess who
1: Okay, sure. I, mean, I like mine better, but sure. it's, yeah, it's,
3: it's more. It's kind of like if Guess Who meets Chess. Does your Grenadier wrist. have brown eyes?
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> brown Christian, eye cr- Christian, what's your favorite board game, man? Um.
0: So there's this one I haven't played it in a long time. You remember the game Flux? I do. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They I'll,
4: had a Back to the Future version of that
0: game. Yes. Um. I love that game. Now I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember exactly how to play it, but it involves. But cards. that was the point. Is Flux? You didn't. There was no goal. It was like, ever changing. The goal rules, changed right?
1: uh, throughout the game. And that that's
0: yeah. the thing. I was just getting to that. Like the goal, like always changes. You have like all these cards and like the rules, like always switch on you. It's a very interesting game. Yeah. I would Radioactive potato. Fun.
1: That was the yeah. card you didn't want to get. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't. play cool. Flux we need Flux to play was Flux a on really this fun card game.
2: I think that my favorite... It's kind of like a card game more, but um, I've only ever played it with exactly like seven people. happens to be the amount of people. But um, each round... I'm oh, sorry, let me see what it's called. It's called Death by Trolley. Death by <laughs> Trolley. <laughs> sorry. The San Francisco treat. No, okay. So you know that old, um, like, you know, the problem? Exp- yeah. Like the trolley experiment. The trolley experiment. So like in that, like, it's the old question where you are on like a set of train tracks Mm -hmm. and there's two tracks and you have the opportunity to switch where the train's gonna go and on one track there's someone that you love and are close to and on the other track there's five strangers and you have to decide which one which person you're gonna let the train hit
4: then all of a sudden you hear a clang 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 coming down the road
2: (laughs) exactly and so the name of the game Death by a trolley because it's essentially that question, but each other. <laughs> there are two teams facing each other, and one judge per each round, and you try to build up the other person's track to make it seem like, oh, you should run those people over. And, oh, <laughs> and it's like a right. debate game, I, yeah, and it's terrible, it. and it's I think made by the people that made Sinai and Happiness cartoons. Yeah. Oh wow! So it yeah, is yeah, messed yeah. Oh, up. I know so it. funny. Yeah.
1: So so this reminds me a lot of what Jesus did for us as he laid his <laughs> life down to save the masses. I mean, my lord died on a cross, not, not on a trolley, but I think the analogy is solid.
4: Um, I know yeah. what Nick's favorite game is. If I had to guess, Nick, is it Shanghai Rummy?
0: Yeah, Shanghai yeah. Rummy is pretty fun. Wait, why? It's what a is card that? game. It's a card so game. It's
4: very similar to Phase 10, except mm-hmm. um, whenever the round's done, Everybody moves on to the next round. You don't get stuck on the one. But Nick introduced that game to us it's a lot years ago, and it's it's caused some fights and a lot of love. We played Go it along. religiously for
1: like like every week. It, is that one of those ones that you need like a pad to keep? Score Nick on? Nick keeps. Yeah, if I'm playing cards and I need a piece of paper with it, I'm not playing cards. Do you I'm, like I'm cribbage? No, I don't. I don't. What, what, do you have a bowl of hard candy over there, Grandma? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? I I
6: grew up with old people being surrounded <laughs> around me. I also really love Exploding Kittens. Uh, that's a good
3: one. That's a fun one. I, I, that's a
1: good like. So they came out with a bunch of weird games like Exploding Kittens uh-huh. and then Unstable Unicorns.
4: Yes, And I've then also Bears versus, bears ba- versus babies, babies is great. I've played Unstable I Unicorns. It's fun. There's a game I played recently. I think I, I played a, right around the, the turn of the year and it's called um, Throw Throw Burrito. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. It is a lot of fun because you get to throw burritos. And, and they're plush It's a good and, time And I'm pretty sure I won When when I played that game And it was a lot of fun How do
6: you not know you won burritos.
4: Because I also
1: I lost eat a burrito Like right now If you try to throw a burrito at me I'd be like Yes please It's burrito <laughs> <laughs> Aim at the hole on my face Nope <laughs> <Your> nostril <laughs> Oh no Oh <laughs> no so this is, uh, we we kind of talked about this knowing that we were going to have this conversation earlier in the week. I, I said, "So so what's the spiritual hook? If we're talking about board games, how do you redeem this conversation and make it spiritual?" <laughs> and and some of you guys had really cool and insightful answers. Uh, Julia said she did, but she says she never sent it. She fell asleep. So I,
2: really I believe that group chat. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> So Julia's narcoleptic by the I way. I really am. I have like. I, <laughs> I called know. her today
6: to see if we could hang out before recording, and she was like, "I'm sorry, I was sleeping."
2: Yeah, and if, you were like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "No, it's fine."
1: If there's ever like a three minute stretch on the show where you don't hear her talking, she's asleep.
2: <laughs> it's a problem. She's
1: in rest mode. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's taking a short rest uh, because she's like an elf, right? I get it. Uh, sorry, um, <laughs> that was me. So, so how do we how do we spiritualize these things?
4: So, I, I'm thinking of from like the R G Z, the RPG standpoint. Okay, and uh, so like with RPGs, there's a lot of choices you have to make. You have to you know decide what you're going to do, uh, but more importantly, what you can equip yourself with. And I think like in our lives, we have to make the choice of what we're going to equip ourselves with. Like where are we going to stand? Cause you also have to, you know, in RPGs like D and D you have to like make alliances. You have to, you know, choose um, your, the name is escaping me, but basically um, like if you're neutral, good uh, lawful, your good, alignment, your alignment. Thank you. I could not think of that word, but you have to, you know, decide your alignment and where are we aligning ourselves in our walk with Christ? What are we equipping ourselves with in our, in our walk with Christ? What are we doing to make ourselves better, to level ourselves up? Are we reading the word every day? Um, I mean, if you just, you look at the armor of God and... Um, That's my favorite campaign. Yeah. It <laughs> armor of, it's it's going campaign. for the armor but of God. But like, there's a reason why it was used in that way to show people how important and how... How much we can protect ourselves just with what God has given us. I think when we choose to to accept those things and to grow in those things, it can make us even better in our walk with Christ.
1: I think one of the biggest analogies you can draw from kind of a and D to Christianity sort of thing is knowing your role. Mm. Uh, in in every party, you have different kinds of characters yeah. that would have different t- abilities. You and if you're the, if you're the sneaky yeah. one, or if you're the heavy hitter, or if you're the you know the the source, whatever your your role is. Hey, maybe I'm just the communicator. I'm really good with charisma. And uh, even in in the body of Christ, I mean. All of us have different parts and different roles that we have to kind of play out. And it's important to understand what your gifting is, what your role is. Some people might say, well, I, I don't swing a sword like the Doc Knight over there. So am I less valuable to the party? Well, no, maybe not. Maybe you're sneaky and quiet and you have a bag full of ball bearings and you can use those for your own things. <laughs> so in, in in the body of Christ, we all have to know what our role is and know how to play that thing for uh, the story that God's telling
6: going back to one of my favorite games that I'm not actually that good at Catan. I really <laughs> love I love the fact that in the game whenever you're setting up the game, you have to wait and take turns to make your first settlement because your first settlement determines the the materials that you'll get whenever that number is rolled mm-hmm. on that tile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to be very very strategic about where you're setting yourself up because it's not only about where you're starting, you also have to think about where you're going to build your roads so that you can build more settlements along the way. And if on my first settlement I have wheat and wool and ore, I also need to take a look for okay, well, now everybody else has to build their settlement, but I also know that I still need these other elements, you know? Mm. So I I have to think about in the game where am I setting myself up so that I can grow and use my resources wisely and and thinking about those things is as a christian is okay these are the resources that i have on hand how can i continue to use them to invest in those things so that i can trade them in so i can like level up right in the same way in my faith like i know that i'm i like to teach i like to counsel i like to uh love on people well Am I investing mm-hmm. in those things? And am I using them for the benefit of those around me?
2: When I was thinking about RPGs and like Dungeons and Dragons and our, our adventures playing, mm-hmm. um, it was so quickly evident to me that as a group we had to get to work together to be able to accomplish anything. Yeah. And when we were making our characters, a lot of us were new to the game. So one person picked like a certain language that they wanted to also know. And someone said, oh, I kind of want that language, too. But then we decided, like, well, no, you should get a different language. If we come across different people, we'll have a wider variety of languages. And it just goes to show that, um, like, no matter what your strengths are or your perceived weaknesses, I think we're better together. And I don't think that, like you were saying, being in competition with each other is necessary or comparing yourself like this versus saying to to each other is really detrimental. But when we're together, we can be stronger. That's good.
3: Hmm. I think going off of uh, when I think of like RPGs or or strategy or board games, I think of like card games Mm -hmm. like Shanghai Rummy. I think of not only what you gain. I mean, obviously, you want to gain the right things. You want to gain the right cards and other things. But also a big part of that is uh, having the discernment to know what to let go of, what to discard. Mm Yeah. And I think a big part of our faith walk is knowing what we need to leave behind and knowing what to keep. Um, having the discernment between uh, especially as as us as nerds we're always facing things that we want to keep around like nerdy stuff that may or may not you know affect us spiritually Mm -hmm. uh, like certain shows or movies that we want to go see or, or things we read or things that may influence us and Jesus says you know lay everything down and just follow me and we have to know what things are bringing us closer to him and what's actually helping us follow him and what things we need to discard to make sure that we're not being held back from that.
1: That's solid. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, you, uh, you, we like to play Uno together. Yes, we uh, we have a variety of different Uno decks, and uh, we uh, we even bought. We used to play it on our smartphones. <laughs> we would play like my wife <laughs> yes. and Christian and I would play Uno on our phones, like it's even true. in different rooms. And uh, we, I, I bought it for all of us. I gave everyone like, here's your little Nintendo Switch gift card. And as much as I knocked Neff earlier for playing games on his uh, on his <laughs> Switch, uh, we we have Uno that we can play on the Switch with each other. The thing is this. When you play Uno with other people, have you ever noticed that everybody has a different way to play Uno? Yes. I call a meme about So them.
4: much so that Uno is going on Twitter and letting people know how to actually how play. How to and actually like, play. Yeah, we're not listening to you. Exactly. I'm going to stack these It's like, these like but wait, if I
1: have like a seven down there that anybody can throw down if they have the same color seven. Or no, what about no. this where it's like, oh, if you put like a double zero, then oh, you have to switch hands rolls.
6: with the person. Big You no. Miss no. me with that yeah. mess. Also, you d- if you News. have
4: three sevens, you can't
6: play them all at the same time. Oh, you can't stack yeah. My yeah. friends call that spicy Uno. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've heard that, too. I saw a tweet responding to Uno tweeting about how to play, and it's like, nah, the only way to play Uno is if you convince everyone else at the table that this is how you play. And it's just like, it's, great.
1: it's very. It can be very frustrating when, when that happens, because I've, I've seen it happen where you'll have like kids in the youth group that'll sit down and they'll be like, oh, let's play Uno together. And then you got to like take half of your game to kind of have a consensus, yeah. some kind of like summit on what the yeah. official rules are to play Uno. You just do what the cards say, right? Yeah. Yeah, they keep throwing all these different versions of the game at us, and but this is nothing new. When I was a kid, we would have Monopoly, which I still hate Monopoly, and we would have to staple the rules to the inside cover of the box because <laughs> I didn't want it to be like The Office with the Dallas board game where nobody knows the rules and you kind of have to make them up as they as they go. Like just that's Dallas. We're just we don't even know that we have all the parts. Some of these cards are from the Game of Life, and my my thing is if I'm spiritualizing board games is that there's one set of rules when it comes to following Jesus and you can't like just say well well this is the way I follow Jesus well this is the way I follow Jesus and that's great I mean I'm all for you know bringing your uniqueness to your relationship with God uh, I even like the the variety of denominational flavors like there's churches that are more charismatic churches that are more traditional and I think there's room for all of that in the pantheon of Christianity but the rules have to stay the same the the basic closed-handed tenets of our faith have to stay the same uh, because the rules of the culture are changing, mm-hmm. and 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 certain changes can be good when they filter into the church, like a greater awareness of the need for uh, justice in certain you know realms. But then in other areas. It, the, the rules would call the church to compromise or to become more tolerant of things that the Bible's very against. And and God has set up, he's given us the rule book, he's given us his word, and it's not changing. It doesn't, the updates don't eliminate rules. They don't add new rules. It's been the same from the beginning. And the word tells us in 1 John 5, 3, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. There's times when I'll get a, a board game and I'll open it up and I'll be like, "Nope, th- there's just too many rules to this. This is way too hard." Uh, th- there's a game that came out and uh, called Gloomhaven. And I wanted Gloomhaven so I
4: remember you talking about bad. it. Bad. Yeah.
1: And the game like the game box itself was like 30 pounds. It was a huge monster game. And but the rules to it were so complicated. I thought, oh, my gosh, like, I don't even know that I want to deal with this. this is mm-hmm. like, like learning, like going to college class, to learn how to play a game. And other
3: people have to learn it, too.
1: But the word of God is not burdensome. There's mm-hmm. a lot to it. I mean, we have to learn in our journey with, with the Lord and we have to study to show ourselves approved. But it's not burdensome. Mm-hmm. So uh, how, let me ask you guys this then. How do you view God's laws?
6: It's God's law of love. All, I mean, if you make it as simple as love God and love people. Like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, it's about doing the highest good yeah. for that person and then doing the highest good for the Lord, you know? And even if you take it back to the Ten Commandments, it's those th- love God and love people.
1: That's, that's basically It's it.
6: the Ten Commandments. You can break those out into... the first four are love god and the other six are love people right i think in every decision that we make the rule is love god and love others with any decision that we're going to make is this the most loving thing for my relationship with god is this the most loving thing that i could do for my relationship with others right right and so it's not complicated but it's not always easy either. <laughs> yeah. Very true.
2: Let me tell you, to piggyback off of that, I love the Word of God because I love having something that's stable, something that's not changing. If I were to try to follow any other set of rules, um, well, because first without goes without saying, but these rules and these um, commands are for our benefit. It's um, never to just you know finger waggle and point fingers like oh you're not going to be good enough if you can't do all these rules like we already know we can't do it that's why jesus came and like finished the covenant relationship like he did all the work for us yeah i think the main question that i think of is whose rules would i rather follow god's who loves me who's for me the maker of the game yeah (laughs) and also or sorry or the world that's always changing mm-hmm. that is spiteful that will like trip you up like I think about culture today and I think about like all the things you have to do to be right in, in good graces with certain people and that's going to always be in con, con, like um, opposition to other groups of people and it's like how do you reconcile trying to be good enough for any of these people you can't you can't win uh,
1: especially it's, when the, the rules of the always world they change changing change, always every changing. every day by day
2: Exactly. And it's, it's, it's ludicrous to, and that honestly is more exhausting to me than, um, just having a relationship. And I think of the the commands and the rules, not as like necessarily guidelines always, but if, if you're married and your spouse asks you to do something or to not do something, you do that, not because you're like afraid of your, your spouse or whatever, like, Oh, they're going to hate me if I don't do this, but you do it because you love that person. And I think the more you know God, and the more you know his heart, and the more you know of what the plans he has for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, then and, and you follow and are obedient, you'll see so much blessing.
1: Stephen and I went out to dinner the other night and we were trying to decide where we were going to go. He's like, I wouldn't be mad if we went and got like Mexican food or something like that. Not the I, Chinese food. Okay. He's like, pretty much can't go in any place that has like a pepper in it because it'll kill my wife dead. And <laughs> like, and Stephen, who loves spicy food, like historically, mm-hmm. just he would chug bottles of sriracha and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Has put down a certain area of his life, you know, because he wants to honor and also not kill the uh, person yeah. who took his yeah, last that'd name. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Stephen. So I also think about. Rules
4: in a protective way, yeah. So, like Christian, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. All right. When, when you were growing up, when you were even like a little kid, were there any any time when you felt like your dad was being like too harsh on rules? Honestly, um, I can't think of one. Well, I didn't need to think of one specifically, but I mean, I, I would say Christian's most, a pretty laid back kid to be honest. True. I feel it, like, but I feel like most of the time when we're kids, like we hate the rules that our parents put on us like that you're restrictive we can't go have fun we can't do this but tony as a father whenever you would like set a rule for christian it was mostly out of protection to make sure that nothing bad would happen to oh him, exclusively would, yeah. out of protection mm-hmm. and i feel and like
1: the, and there's times when and like we've had to earn our, earn each other's trust yeah. like i'm gonna say look there's gonna be times when when for you you have to be able to communicate what is important to you and i and but then re- reverse that when i say this to you i need you to absolutely trust what i'm saying too and it needs to be just a yes and uh and we've worked that out like in a, in a really good give and take that's not easy yeah and that's hard to do with with our own parents it's really hard to do with god too yeah
4: and it just it reminds me a lot of like what what the old you see a lot of like strict rules in the old testament yeah um, that weren't necessarily needed in the in the New, New Testament aren't as needed today. But I feel like in, it was for the advancement of God's people sure. that God wanted to protect them, and God still wants to protect us. That's why there are rules that we need to follow for our protection both spiritually and physically and
1: then you get that whole thing of like what was the one you had one rule in the Garden of Eden you had one rule don't eat this fruit and and then you find but you find a justification to bend that rule of like oh you know God doesn't want you to eat that because if you do that you'll be like him right like you yeah. won't die if you eat it I know that he said you'll die but it's really that you'll be like him and while that's true then you then you die you know that's the, the compromising of rules de- it deconstructs the integrity of the game you're playing yeah
6: when I think about rules and 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 how rules are set up psychologically for children who are growing up, children often feel the most loved when parents give them rules. And even though there will of course be push up like push back, like like don't touch the stove, but I wanna I wanna touch the stove. Oh no! But then the child touches the stove, right? And then they realize, oh, my parent was right they were trying to protect me, yeah, right? So absolutely. that's psychologically what happens. Whenever rules are given to a child, they will try to push back. But then when they realize what their parent was trying to do, they feel the most loved. And so in the same way in our faith walk with Jesus, he sets up boundaries for us to show us that he wants to protect us, not to keep things out, but to protect what's within the boundaries. Yeah. He set up boundaries around us so that we would know and feel and love protected and loved right Mm -hmm. and so the rules that that god gives us uh, a lot of times people will say well that's just restrictive and that's just like god is trying to keep me from having fun and this that and the other and i'm like i i understand the frustration however if you understood the destructive behavior yeah you,
1: all of those things, when carried out to their natural result, bring right. pain and, and death, death. And, 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 and
6: heartbreak. Heartbreak, you know. And when the, all of and, God's
1: rules bring blessing and protection, right. and it's all for our benefit,
6: right? And and outside of those, outside of those rules, there's nothing beneficial, right? Right. So I just <sighs> kids have to learn after their parents tell them not to touch the stove, and they touch it anyway then they realize oh they actually love me
0: i think uh the biggest thing to keep in mind adding on top of all this is we gotta live with the end goal in mind because we got we we play all these board games um you know we gotta play with the end in mind we gotta play to win right right so we gotta strategize and make sure we got all our cards right and make sure that we win in the same way like you asked like Is the rules that God give us, are they beneficial to us? Not always if we're being real with ourselves. Like, but is that really what it's about? Being beneficial to us? Maybe those are the cards that we need um, to win that end
1: goal that we call life, man so that you make a really good point I was I, I my hair trigger was ready to argue with you a little bit about the God's rules are not always beneficial for us but it's true like sometimes like we we say oh I, I, I everything has to go my way I've got to always sometimes you get a crappy hand yeah sometimes you have to deal with sickness and, and sorrow and you have to go through some pain I mean if if not I mean then God has to go back and give Job an apology God mm-hmm. has to go back and apologize to Joseph for all the years that he sat in prison God has to apologize to Jesus for having to die on the cross like sometimes you have to go through some crap but what is the ultimate goal and and the ultimate goal is honestly for us to glory bring God the most glory
2: I was gonna pose the question what is the goal it's to bring God glory that's it yeah it's completely just it but um with that being said as a person that didn't understand why that was important I think it's maybe important to touch on why that's the goal um because for a long time I didn't understand like 'Cause I was being prideful, if I'm being honest, and I said, Well, why is that always the answer? Why is that the be all end all? Two things to that. One, he's worthy of it. Yeah. If we're gonna be here and say, Well, God, why did this happen to this good person? Like why like why is this happening? And it comes from a place of thinking that we know better than God and God has always proven himself to be faithful, to be loving. Of all the things that we deserve for all the things that we've done and all the things that we, we still choose to do even after we're saved and when, when we know better, yeah. especially when we're being disobedient, like on purpose. Yeah. God never once looks at us and says, Oh, that's enough. Like it's it's crazy. You say that we're starting, we have to be the end goal in mind, but like when God wins, we win too. Yeah. Because for his children, that's because that's who we, we are. That's who he made us to be. So it's not always just like a, yes, God's 1,000% deserving of glory. And if you don't know, you're listening, you don't know God, let him show you. Let him show you how good he is, taste and see. But we win just as much. We start from victory, no matter what we're facing um, on the day-to-day, turn-to-turn in the game sense, right? Yeah. It, it may not feel like we're going to make it out. But we are because Jesus did the heavy lifting. Yeah. We start from victory. We're playing this game with the end already settled. So really when we don't follow the rules and we're not obedient, it's not only hurting us and others, but it's it's keeping us from realizing our true potential.
1: Yeah. And there's a, there's yeah, well said. There's an if then to what it is. Yes. Sometimes we think like, oh well, why? But the the how of it is this: God set it up. It's a it's a matter of do you want to be, to position yourself for the greatest outpouring of blessing, yeah, or not? Yes. Um, I, I was reading in, in Leviticus twenty six, and God basically lays out these. Here's two paths. here's here you got two choices and and i'm thankful for that because it's not a roll of the dice it's not a you know come on please let me get a a 20 please let me get a a good roll on this thing god says no you it's it's a choice how do you choose to play this game do you want to choose it to play for me with my rules, with the way that, that I have set it up, or do you want to go rogue? Because the, the way that you played is this, and, and God says, if you follow my decrees, and you're careful to obey my commands, and then he just uh, unloads promise after promise after promise, I'll send you rain in its season, the ground will yield its crops, uh, the trees, their fruit, your, your threshing will continue till the grape harvest, and grape harvest will continue until planting, and you'll eat all the food you want, and live in safety in your land, I'm going to grant you peace, you'll lie down, and no one will make you afraid, I'm going to remove wild beasts from the land, the sword won't pass through your country. You'll pursue your enemies and they will fall by the sword before you. Five of you will chase a hundred and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. Your enemies will fall by the sword before you. I'll look on favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I'll keep my covenant with you. You'll still be eating last year's harvest when you have more. Look, God was all about giving people some food, right? Amen. I
5: gonna mm-hmm. put my
1: dwelling place among you. I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God. You will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians that broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. All of that was the then for the if you follow my decrees and you obey the if you if you follow the rules. And then he flips it. And he's like, "But if you will not listen to me and carry out these commands." And then he unloads the if you reject my decrees, if you abhor my laws to fi- and fail to carry out my commands and you violate our covenant, then I'll do this to you. I'm going to bring on sudden terror, wasting diseases, and a fever that will destroy your sight and sap your strength. You'll plant seed in vain because your enemies will eat it. I will set my face against you so you'll be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you will rule over you, and you will flee even when no one's pursuing you. Like, he just unloads every negative status effect that you can possibly get. Yeah. And it's just, and, and that is all it is. Are you gonna play by the rules or aren't you? And if you don't, it, you, you can't win, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. Because God wrote the book, he made the game, the victory is his, so we're either gonna get in line with what he's doing, like Julia said, or we're not.
6: I think the wildest thing about that is, is that post Jesus, we're not doing it alone either. We're not playing the game on our own. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus says that he's, he's going to send the Helper, so he's playing alongside us. The dice are loaded. You know, like mm. it's not, it's not difficult. It's not, it's it's not complicated, complicated. Mm-hmm. but it's not always easy. Yeah. But if we're, if we know who's on, who's who's playing alongside us, yeah. You know.
1: We we used to play this game called Hero Clicks. Oh uh, yeah, really fun board game. And Christian was little, and he, uh, I mean, I mean little, little. I mean, Christian would have been like, like four or five. F- five. Yeah, like he was a little little kid. And uh, when we would play, I would help him. And uh, and, and he, you know, he probably doesn't remember me helping him because I wasn't just telling him what to do. But there was sometimes when he'd do a move, and I'd be like, "Don't you want to do this?" Or don't you mean to do this? Or he'd roll bad, and I'd be like, Loki says, re-roll, you know, because Loki had probability control, and he could make a re-roll, and I would help him because he was a little guy, and he wanted to play, and he wanted to to hang in there, and I wanted him. I didn't want to I, look. I you don't think I could beat a seven-year-old at HeroClix? <laughs> of course I can, but I wanted to. I wanted him to learn, and I wanted him to enjoy it and be part of the process. Mm-hmm. So I helped him. And because I want him to love these things. I want him to have a fun time doing these things. Now we'll sit down and we'll play a game and he'll kick the crap out of me at it. And I'll be like, I should have never helped you. (laughs) It's true. Uh, What have I done? Should have never given you the advantage when I had the chance. But you know, the the thing is, we still get to play together because I fostered what victory felt like in his heart. And God wants you to continue to follow him. And that's why he's looking for every opportunity to foster victory in in you. If you don't follow the rules, you get the... uh...
3: The, the bread cooking over the poop treatment. Yeah, oh. that's very biblical and very I'm disgusting. It's, it's a horrible <laughs> thing. I, I love how, how God goes hey, you know what? You broke the rules but here because I love you, I'm not going to make you have to cook over human poop. You can use cow poop. That's okay.
4: He does what? Say what? That. Okay. what? It's, does he say it like that? He says yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly it, it with the, that accent was and was everything. was a prophet from New Jersey. <laughs>
1: Christianity is uh, applicable to our culture without being adaptable to culture. Mm. So don't let somebody come along and tell you how to follow God. God is still the best one to tell you how to follow God. Mm. The culture will tell you to be casual about it, to be adaptable about it, to be like, oh you know, just do, and, and God's rules still stand firm. Version 1.0 is still the best one. And um, as much as I wanna see you guys having fun playing the game, ultimately I wanna see you win the game. Um, and that's the way to do it. We follow after Christ. So may you roll natural twenties all the days of your lives it, with the help of the Holy Spirit. May you turn over every reverse card in the <laughs> Uno deck and receive no uh, wild card draw force. And may you always land on Broadway or Park Place or Reading Railroad or whatever's good in Monopoly. I only <laughs> know Monopoly from McDonald's. So uh, it's like two
3: hundred dollars. Yeah.
1: Pass, go. Don't go to jail. Chance card. Uh, That is all the time that we have for today. We hope that you guys are not only playing games, but you're also following Jesus in the game of eternal life. So... Thank you guys so much for listening. If you got to this point of the show, you are in fact a true believer, and you should uh, go ahead and give yourself a couple more of those those pink dollar bills from the non- monopoly box. Steven's grandma's got fists full of them, so uh, <laughs> please to enjoy. Uh, check us out on Patreon.com/nerdagodcast. You can be a part of being the financial blessing for the show. And don't forget, we've got MegaCon coming up. In oh yeah, August. yeah we do. We're going to be heading out to the Mega Convention here in Orlando, Florida, one of the biggest comic book and sci-fi and fantasy conventions in the Southeast. we're going to be telling people a little bit about Jesus. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, if you want to know how you can be a part of helping us make this outreach possible, please visit us at turnofgodcast.com to get the full details on uh, how you can be part of the prayer team, how you can be part of the financial blessing and how you can be a part of what we are doing to bring the word of God to this really largely unreached people groups. So we want to be encouragement to believers. We want to be illumination to unbelievers. And uh, Jesus needs to shine maybe at this time in, in history more than ever before. And that is a win, no matter how you spin it. So thank you so much for being with us tonight for the Nerd of God cast. steve Supremo. Goodbye, everybody. Alexandria Marca. See you, friends. The big man, Quentin Gregory Duff. Mousetrap. I wanted to play
3: Mousetrap. You roll the dice, you move your mice. Nobody gets hurt.
1: <laughs> Julia Colazzo. I don't,
2: I don't know what to say, How do you follow that up? I, There's no way.
1: And Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. And Christian Talavera. <laughs> Who is CT? Open up. Whee. Wee! Whee. Low on me, not my not my people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't gotta go home, but we can't stay here.
2: in the box.
4: And inside the inside that, down a bit? that purple game. Box. There is but another box with more rules. You have to go down mind. to the side of the building. You'll see a guy Perfect. in a yellow raincoat. His name is Hank. He's gonna going, going to take you down to bit. the underground layer. Hank. Perfect.
2: I thought you were going to go, go into the um, Emperor's new groove. Well, and I'm Inside that box another box, and then I'll mail that box myself. Are you
1: guys all on crack tonight? What the crap is going on with you're just like
2: Ready to go. Let's do it, baby. I'm in a good mood.